Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of NFL Only Better. I'm Kieran O'Connor, joined as always by Iron Mike Harrison and John Weedy Balf. Haven't called you this season. There you go. Got it in. <laughs> Thanks for that, Kieran. No problem, guys. Happy to be here as always. I'd like to welcome everyone to Super it's a good, Wild Card good thing Weekend. We do this, good thing we do this remotely, or else you'd probably get your face, face punched in before we were admitted into the show. Well, we may soon find out, because I was just telling the guys, we might be doing a little something for the Super Bowl. Stick with us here now, guys. We might be getting yeah. back together. We might be getting the band on the road. But um, look, we, we've made it, guys. All of the crap has been cut. And we are left with the, the, the super teams that will no, make it. We're left with the cream of the crap. <laughs> <laughs> Let me update you on the prices for the outright before we talk about the games. The AFC Championship winner, the Kansas City Chiefs, are now 6-4 to four to win it. The Buffalo Bills are 2-1. to one. Cincinnati Bengals, last year's uh, Super Bowl beaten finalists, are 4-1. to one. The Chargers are 10s, the Ravens are 16s, the Jags are 20s, and the Dolphins are 25s. A reminder, of course, that if Kansas City and Buffalo both get to the AFC Championship game, it will be paid in a neutral venue, which we all know the NFL is going to do something mental, like play it in Lambeau Field. Wait till you see like, <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you, guarantee you, they do something really like you're like, what? They played at Lambeau Field in like minus 10 Celsius at like eight o'clock at night to have this like crazy game instead of playing it in like a dome or in Miami. I, would, I mean, that would be very entertaining. I would really enjoy that. <laughs> I say yeah. that having seen an article today that's saying that there's three options on the table and Lambeau Field is supposedly one of them. So. Really? I, I can't believe I, I honestly can't believe that. <laughs> well, that's, that's the I, would, I would have thought indianapolis would be would be uh one of one of their options and and then they might think about los angeles or um you know i don't know dallas or miami or something like that well dallas are going Maybe. all the way so it won't be there mike <laughs> one of those useless teams but to, <laughs> to, yeah i i think they would prefer a dome you know weather weather free condition atlanta, or something would they, would they yeah, atlanta would be another one don't they know? like make a big deal about weather in the nfl like that's why john is that's like, me that's me he sucks at the teeth of that sort of stuff he does he's like oh, give me that weather chat baby <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, you know when they show the temperature like midway through the game and stuff oh, like that, like, they the, love that. Like John is like, <laughs> well, Buffalo, you you realize that Buffalo is the late game on Saturday, which means again they'll be playing in sub zero, sub zero temp- temperatures at night. Um, you know, which which doesn't really make much sense to me because Seattle could, San Francisco could have been the the late game. Um, they like cold weather, Mike. It adds to the drama. I don't know why you don't get this. Um, <laughs> well, Kansas City. I, I don't Buffalo. get it because I don't get the rate where the ratings boost is. You know, it's like you try to figure out where people the best sit rating inside is when it's cold. Yeah. There you go. But no. most of the country's not. That's the mm. in under before gl- climate change. I, I think they think that Seattle, San Francisco might be the big rating game of the day, and that's why it's on um, Saturday. Uh, you know, in the earlier slot because more people might be watching TV than mm. than later Saturday night. I don't know. I'm not sure that, that I'm not sure. Well, because while slightly, I'll say slightly, the AFC looks like a two horse race with all due respect to the Bengals and probably the Chargers. Most people believe that it's a two horse race. (laughs) However, not me. Uh, The NFC is where the drama possibly will be. 11 to 8, the Philadelphia Eagles. San Francisco 49ers are 15 to 8. Dallas Cowboys 11 to 2. The Vikings are 10s. Tampa are 10s. And the Giants 
are twenties, and the Seahawks, who you just said are going to be in the most exciting game of the weekend, are actually twenty-five to one to win. To win. Yeah, that's, and, and that's understandable. NFC, but but tell me this: Do you actually do you actually believe that the third, the third odds-on, the third favorite in the NFC on the betting line, Dallas, are your is, Dallas a better, is, a, is a better shot to get to the Super Bowl than Cincinnati? I don't. Um, well, probably. Well, no. Well, Cincinnati are four to one to win the AFC. Yeah. Well, we did Super Bowl prices. Actually, I made a little <laughs> error on Thursday. I, 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 uh, I was scheduling a tweet about the show, and I put it out on Thursday with a, like a brain fire, thinking that one of the games was on Thursday. And a couple of people got back to me. And one of the people who got back to me was a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Said he loves Uh-oh. the show. So shout out to him. And, and <laughs> I'm glad that he listens every week. Um, and thank you very much. And we do actually like Dallas. So I mean, well, you do, you do here in your team, aren't they? are not my team. I must say now. Let me let me just do the like the sixty seconds of Dallas talk. Very worried about how they played at the weekend. They have been trending downwards a little bit. So I was a bit like like they they didn't score a lot at the weekend. Like that deeply worries me how bad they were. And for the Super Bowl. KC, Kansas City Chiefs, three to one. The Buffalo Bills, four to one. Eagles, five to one. 49ers, five to one. Bengals, seven to one. Dallas Cowboys, your nailed on Super Bowl champions, 12 to one. <laughs> Chargers, 20. Vikings, 25. Tampa, 25. And then you can have what you want, really, on the rest. Well, you can't, but, you know, 33s bar, mm-hmm. all the way down to Seattle, who are 66 to one. Do Gentlemen. we agree? Do we agree? Just before, we before we jump into it, but do we agree that Kansas uh, Kansas City are favorites ahead of Buffalo? I, would uh, have I the, personally, I would, I do personally not. I'd have it the other way around. I do not, Mike. You say they are. I yeah, do not. I think I think, so. I think the Bills should be favorites for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. However, they are not. I think they also should be favorites for the AFC. However, they are not. Uh, so there's value there for me. Exactly. I have a bet um, that I must let everyone know about. I've had a for, I, I did it at the start of the season. It's not going to win now, but it's a treble. It's the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. It is Manchester City to win the Premier League, and yes, I did it. It's Spurs to win the Champions League, and I. Oh think, God. Okay, so it's quite large odds. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, <but> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got skin in the game and everything technically. I mean, they're all still within they're all still oh, technically it could happen. It'd be marvelous when Tottenham let you down yet again. Yeah, you, yeah, you should have had Dallas to win the Super Bowl. You're gonna have Spurs. It would be so as a Spurs fan, it would be so like them to get to the final, actually. And then like obviously like the Bills had already won, City have won the title. Yeah. And, uh, I've no cash out option for some reason. But anyway, uh yeah, so where do we see things from here, guys? It, let me just... I'm only going to do it very quickly because we've got a lot of games to cover. AFC, is it between the three at the top? Kansas, Buffalo, Cincinnati? And You'd do- have to imagine so, wouldn't you? Like, yeah, the odds are... We, we, like we said a second ago, you can kind of play... You, you can mix and match the top two teams a little bit, I think. But uh, I think that the Bengals deserve their, their slot in, in, as third favourites so far at this point of the season. They've, they've played well. They have a good team. And let's not forget they have experience. They, I mean, they, got, they know what it takes to get to the... Uh, to the to the Super Bowl as they did last year, so I think they're they're good value. Yeah, I, I I'd say of the other four that probably the Chargers are the the only ones like with a shot, but as opposed to being a team like that's on a roll, which is what you look for in the in the bottom three four teams. You you want to see the team that's playing well, you know, has played well coming into the series, but you know, risky having Mike Williams hurt last week, Nick and Joey Bosa hurt. Um, last week um you know it makes you it just makes you wonder about how they'll be i mean when they've got mike williams healthy they're they're a dangerous team 
um, offensively, defensively, Bosa makes them a dangerous team. And so you those are not your two best players, but but say after Herbert, you're you're probably two of your three most important players. And and um make some mockery of leaving them on, possibly uh, for some. Well, Solo. yeah. I mean, for a guy who didn't play them at all in preseason. <laughs> <laughs> to then strange. bring it, the game meant nothing, literally nothing, because they were locked into the fifth seed after the earlier results. And he played them into the fourth quarter. Oh, by the way, when Denver were already starting to pull away from them, which is also a worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Denver's actually in the last two weeks actually played once everything was all gone, and then and they and Russell Russ had got the coach fired, then he started yeah. playing well. And not only that, one thing that we should mention about Denver is a lot of the players who had been silent once the coach went actually came out quite in, in support of him. And he was mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, he was quite uh, emotional after a game where he thanked the players for coming out. And since then they've actually looked pretty okay. So Russell 2.0, let's see how they get on. One thing you yeah. said there, Mike, and I want to come back to you on it. You said you were looking for a team on a run. Well, surely there's no better team on a run than the Jags. They beat the Titans. They beat so their last couple of games. Five in a row. Twenty-two. They won five. They have won five in a row. Right. Forty thirty-four against the Cowboys. Nineteen-three against the Jets. Thirty-one-three against the Texans. Twenty-sixteen against the Titans. Once again, there's a team on a roll. Yeah, but I mean that's (laughs) apart from Dallas, who you know I I I think are are not are on the opposite of a roll. Whatever that whatever that is, like a hedgehog curling up. yeah, I looked at them last week against the Titans, and and the Titans are a difficult team to play, but they're not a great team, and and they they kind of squeaked their way through that with with a little bit of luck as well. Um, and I'm just not convinced that they can do. It, it, it's funny because Lawrence is playing the best football of his career, but he still is making mistakes, you know, bad throws, bad decisions at, at times. Um, Doug Peterson's got form with taking a team, you know, all the mm-hmm. way toward the end. So, yeah, maybe maybe you're right there. Maybe you could put them a- ahead of the... They're 20 to 1 to win the AFC, which is massive. Like, obviously, if they were to get to the final kind of thing, but they'd have to go through one of the bigger teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, look, I'm hearing that it's you guys still think that really it's KC or the Bills for the AFC. Want uh, In 10 seconds, John, which team are you Bills or Kansas? I've, I've, I've been Bills all season, so there's no reason to change now, but... If we're dark horsing it in the in the AFC, I'm still gonna I'm 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 looking at the Bengals for that particular thing. But you know, I, I'm I've been Buffalo all season, so there's absolutely no reason to change right now. Yeah, I, I just look at you know Kansas City's offense. Mahomes seems to take his foot off the pedal sometimes at the beginning of the game, sometimes at the end. But they all seem to think you know it's it's kind of like well, Patrick's going to bail us out if we don't play well. Um, with Buffalo, I the last few weeks. Well, more than a few. Josh Allen has not really been Josh Allen, um, a hundred percent. His th- his throwing is much has been much more like first year Josh Allen than than uh, the last couple of years Josh Allen. He still keeps the games, you know, keeps them in games or uh, with his running. Uh, but I, you know, I think teams will look at New England. New England kept them in check pretty well until they had that. You know, they, they were still within a touchdown when Parker scored, and then the referees took the touchdown off the board, which kind of let the wind out of their sails and 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 that was the game it, it was the back to a two score game um and I, I just look at that as a blueprint for kind of containing uh Allen uh pretty well they they didn't sell out on the pass rush was the big was the big thing they tried to make his reads diff- difficult 
um, and and protect the second level in case he was going to run. And it worked pretty well for them. Uh, and I think that's going to be Buffalo's problem in the um, in the playoffs. If they were to face each other in an AFC Championship game in a neutral venue, Lambeau Field, um, <laughs> would it be a scratch game? Do we think? Do we think there'd be any spread? That's Who would be favourites? Um, I think the, the market would probably have Kansas City as marginal favourites, but it'd be, think, it would be yeah. that kind of like plus one, minus one, one, thing, one and a half points. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the oh, oh, for sure. I mean, depend. Yeah, a lot depends on what happens next week. Um, yeah. You know when they when they play their games, how they look in their in their divisional round in their divisional round games. But yeah, so the I NFC think that's Championship. Uh, sorry, uh, eleven to eight to Philadelphia Eagles, fifteen to eight San Francisco Forty ers It's quite a significant drop, really. Then when you think about it, to the Dallas Cowboys, eleven to two, Minnesota Vikings, ten to one, Tampa, ten to one, Giants, twenty, uh, Seahawks, twenty fives. I mentioned this last week, just about Philadelphia, that I think they're kind of slowing down a little bit. And I thought I saw signs of it again against the Giants. I don't think they were very impressive against the Giants. No, I thought the Giants were very impressive against them, considering it was the Giants' B team that that was out there for yeah. most most of the game. Um, Kenny Galladay had. A Stay in the sun, my man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and this to me it reinforces, and you know, and I I would listen, I listen happily um, to arguments for uh, Doug Peterson or for for Dan Campbell or you know uh, Mike Tomlin uh, as coach of the year. Sirianni will obviously get some, but I think his you know his um, star is getting a bit uh, clouded over in the last few weeks without with, I'm justified without Hertz Hertz did not look like 100% Hertz which to me is a combination I think he probably still is 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 rusty um, and maybe hurting a bit and also they didn't want to risk him so much they they needed to have him play because with a week off this week off you know he he wouldn't have played at all for what, 5 weeks before they mm-hmm before the um their playoff game so they really needed to have him out there and play but he didn't look he didn't look ready and it looked like they were trying to protect him in, in their offense and defensively they weren't very they weren't that impressive against uh, Davis Webb which which is you know um worrying not a, yeah well it is very very worrying and i think when you talk about team in form which is what i was doing san francisco is the team in form uh now you know Brock Purdy remains Brock Purdy but he certainly looked as good as Jimmy Garoppolo did with that team. Not in a mirror. <laughs> your mirror. <laughs> and Kieran, do the mirror mirror on the wall. Who's the who's the prettiest quarterback of all? Um, and um their defense is is better. I mean, it it still looks weak at the back end, but you know, but they've got that, they've got healthy, they've got everybody back healthy, more or less, apart from Kinlaw, I think. Have you seen, by the way, the um so Purdy's 5-0, and right? He's had five starts, mm-hmm. five wins in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers. If you look at the points they have scored while he has been the, you know, the de facto starter of the team, it's very impressive, uh, yeah. particularly compared to, like, Jimmy G is good. He's, a, he's a, like, you know, I don't have to convince Kieran of this. <laughs> so Jimmy, We all like Jimmy G around here, but I don't know if he had the same point-scoring potential that, that Purdy has displayed in, in his five games because... If you look at what he's done, okay, in one of the games, Purdy managed 21 points, but in the other four, the minimum he scored is 33 and the maximum he scored is 38. So that's, number one, that's Super Bowl form for sure, particularly for a team that has the, the defense that the, that the 49ers have. But if you're putting that many points up on offense as well, that's the sign of a very, very well-functioning team. 
yeah, part of that is getting guys back. Um, of course, yeah. And McCaffrey, know, um, McCaffrey has, has been an inspired trade as well. And picking up McCaffrey has been a big part. Elijah Mitchell was back last week, which is, again, a good sign for them because if they got him and McCaffrey, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've got great. But the, the difference with Pur- Purdy seems to play – Kittle Kittle seems to have been rejuvenated with Pur- Purdy. And Kittle was – for the first half of the season was pretty much an afterthought in their, in their offense. They, they couldn't focus on it the way on him, the way that they used to, or the way they had in the past, he's back to being a major cog in that a major target in that offense. And if they've got Ayuk and they've got Debo and they've got McCaffrey all, you know, all his pass receiving threats there, that makes Kittle really dangerous. And I think that to me is, is the big change under Purdy. I think for whatever reason, I think he works his options better than Jimmy okay. G understands the offense where where the ball should go where the second read is stuff like that and and you know he, he's really impressive I mean if you're asking like who's the best rookie quarterback you know it, it's basically Kenny Pickett or Purdy mm-hmm. one thing I suppose to play devil's advocate is due to well, maybe the teams that they've played or the way that they've managed to run up those scores is we've yet to see him under pressure he hasn't had to do a two-minute drive to win a game he hasn't come in when they're two scores down with five minutes to go in the game. So we're, we haven't seen him really, you know, have to come in and do something. Uh, yeah, and but- obviously in the playoffs, that is, you know, A, that's going to happen. And B, it's going to happen at a level he has not had to deal with in terms of pressure. That's very true. And like, yeah, there's no way you can... It just even no matter how good a team is, if they have an offense that's playing as well as the 49ers, as well as such a, a strong and robust defense, you're not going to make it all the way to the all the way through to the Super Bowl without facing some sort of adversity along the way. So, I mean, it'll be it'll be telling, but perhaps there is you know he was the last pick in the draft. Um, so whatever happens, I think it's been a, a net gain for the for the 49ers getting him to the to play to this level at this point of the season. But yeah, I think you're you're dead right here, and uh, this could be almost make or break for him in a way he might be pushing to be a starter next year if they go mm-hmm. through and if he sails through all the way to the Super Bowl that would be you know just phenomenal he, to see if he comes on in the first round game that the 49ers play and they're three points down with 120 to go on the clock and he drives down the field and scores a <laughs> touchdown I think then we can really say right well, well he's, yeah, the pressure's always, fine with him <laughs> who's he coming on for <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, Tre, um, what's his name? Um, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting. I mean, obviously they love Trey Lance. You yes. know, they 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 traded up to draft him. They fell in love with him. Whatever. You know, the 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 early rumors were that they wanted Mac Jones, and you know, and it'd be it's an interesting thing how Mac Jones would be in in Kyle Shanahan's offense as opposed to in Matt Patricia's. Offense. <laughs> and I use the word offense with <laughs> quotation marks around it. Um, but um, yeah, I will land. I mean, I'm sure Lance gets, they compete in camp, obviously. And they, who knows, they could bring in somebody if, you know, I don't know how they, how they feel, but Purdy's done everything he needs to do so far, apart from what you said, make a uh, fourth quarter comeback kind of game. Just, um, he hasn't to had put to himself do it, as you know? a starter. Exactly. Yeah. And I always, I used to say this for years and years because people would make this big thing about, you know, Peyton Manning, fourth quarter comebacks, Bob Brady, fourth quarter. I want a quarterback who takes me into the fourth quarter with a lead. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be in that position than, than depending on the guy to bail me out week in and week out. It's not always his fault they're behind. In fact, no, not, not no. Field Ab- absolutely. But there you go. Okay. Uh, so, well, we spoke a bit longer than I expected on that, uh, but but 
Eagles 49ers very quickly Cowboys Vikings Bucks Giants Seahawks any of them make a run you, you got Tom Brady with the Bucks Seattle snuck into the playoffs kind of thing yeah. I guess Vikings yeah. fantastic record 10 to 1 to win the NFC they're 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 what are they 25 to, to win the Super Bowl like do we see anyone outside the top two no personally I think it is the, it's the top two it's been the top two kind of all all year long hasn't it uh you know, Let me just you, remind you, Dallas are in that. I just, I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Dallas would, be, yeah, they'd be, they'd probably be third in the NFC in, in my personal kind of power rankings at the moment. But the other things you mentioned, Kieran, like the the Buccaneers, they got into the playoffs by virtue of being the least worst team in their division. Uh, so I don't expect a great deal from them, even with you know the story of Tom Brady, like we saw last weekend about how it was sort of teed up for Brady and Rodgers to get to the playoffs, and that you know they would you know, the sheer majesty of how they how well they play can get them in there. But then, you know, Rodgers goes and falters against the Lions. It shows, you know, it, it, it's, you can't skirt, you can't get into these situations by things you've done in the past. You have to still be able to do it now. And I'm not sure Tom Brady at the moment with that offense, with no run game, it's just not a functioning well enough as an offense to, uh, to make any real okay. imprint on the playoffs right here. Uh, Mike, do you but, see anyone coming from that pack? Not really. Um, you know, he, he, if Tampa were to do well, it would be because of their defense, which is, I think, underwhelmed. But but they've been under a lot more pressure than they they had been in the past couple of years because because the offense has been so dysfunctional. Um, Minnesota's in the Giants Minnesota game to me is is the most interesting or you know the most interesting one. If the Giants can hold Philadelphia to twenty two, like they did last week, they could probably hold Minnesota to something similar. Um, and they did that on the road in in Philadelphia. The question is, can their offense generate enough points against Minnesota? And you know, that that's a that's a big question. Um, the Vikings have been the epitome of a bend but don't break kind of defense, which is dangerous with the Giants um, because the way their defense their defense is played and the way their offense is you know not turn the ball over as much as you'd expect the Giants to do. You you can be beaten by one or two big plays. It's kind of like the Giants with Eli Manning in, in their couple of in their couple of Super Bowl runs. Not that I'm saying that, that they're as good as that team, but but you know, but it's a kind of a similar game plan. And and like I say, Dayball to me is coach of the year. He's done a fantastic job with this team. Um and just to have them in the playoffs nine, seven, and one, you know, who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Mm, Nobody. Yeah. Well, let's get to those games then. Um, we'll have time to talk about our Super Bowl picks. Um, again, both of your picks are still kind of going. And obviously, let's see how we go in wildcard weekend with some of these games. Uh, we have six games to talk about, the first of which takes place on Saturday night at half nine there. The Seattle Seahawks, who snuck into the playoffs, take on uh, the, one of those teams that we mentioned as really right at the top of the market there. The San Francisco 49ers in San Fran. It's 7-2 by the Seahawks. It's 1-5, to five, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it is uh, the joint biggest spread of the weekend, along with the Dolphins at Bills. But uh, so it is nine and a half points. Mm. None of them are double figures, which is obviously kind of well. They were though. That's the thing. You know, they were double figures, and I think a lot of money started coming in on. You know, yeah, I think don't, they, yeah. I, I think, think they started at ten and a half. You know, the and, Bills and money as well. Yeah, money. Um, money was coming in, and and obviously then the the spread drops. Forty two point five is the over under. I suppose they, look, at the end of the day for Seattle, they've. Completely outperformed. Geno Smith uh, came in. I don't know if he broke Russell Wilson's passing uh, record for a season. He was on the verge of it, but I'm not sure he actually managed to break it in the end. I can Google that while you speak. Mm -hmm. Um, But Seattle have been a real kind of 
you know, they've come back, Mike, haven't they, from, you know, a couple of uh, dodgy years. And we kind of expected them to be poor this year. And look, they've not lit the world light. They've snuck into the playoffs, but they're in. Yeah, they're in. And Gino, I mean, he didn't play as well the second half of the season as he did the first. And it's funny because last week he didn't play as well <laughs> the second half of the game as he did the first. Yeah, I mean, his first touchdown to, to lock it. And Lockett being back makes a huge difference for Seattle. Um, was brilliant. It was a, it was a fantastic throw. Um, but you know, if if Baker Mayfield hadn't reverted to being Baker Mayfield, they might not have won won that game um, against the Rams, and that would have put on John. that would have put Detroit <laughs> into the playoffs, which would have been a lot of fun for everybody. Um, so you know, they're dangerous. They're dangerous because of big plays. They can make big plays. Walker can make big plays running. Yeah. Um, Metcalf and Lockett can both make big plays receiving. Their defense is not as good as people think, but it's it's a turnover-oriented kind of defense. Woolen, um, in particular, has had a really great rookie season. And so, you know, I I had the spreads lower when I, you know, when I was looking before the before I looked at the odds and stuff. I thought I thought these would be more like this would be more like a six six five, maybe even seven five game. Um, also because San Francisco has played them, they played San Francisco twice. And that third time is really dangerous for, for teams. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's cause you, okay, we've tried this, we've tried that. Now let's try what works, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't see how you can get away from, from San Francisco here. And this is the one where I might take the points, um, and think that this might be where Brock Purdy doesn't get to run up a big score early, early on. And then they have to fight it out at the end. Okay. Uh, just to let you know, Geno Smith did break the record. So his 4,282 passing yards is his personal best, but it also breaks the Seahawks uh, one, which Russell Wilson held for 4219. He also broke the single season completions and completion percentage mark, all of that's very impressive. Russell Wilson uh, record. So, how many touchdowns does it say there? Um, John, don't ask questions and things like that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he has 30 touchdowns uh, to 11 interceptions. That's excellent. That's an excellent quarterback season. Um, yeah. Wilson, in the year he broke the record, had 40 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. So, uh, comeback player of the year, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, a, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Not guaranteed to be at Seattle next year. No, <laughs> it's funny because people are arguing already that oh, it's not a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is it then? What he was, you, sitting, yeah, up, he was sitting on the bench for three years. You know, <laughs> call it a comeback, John. Yeah. So, Mike, you're going to Seattle plus nine and a half. Is that what? That was. Yeah, I think that would be my that would be my guess, Johnny B. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the under forty two and a half in this one. Um, I just think I, I don't know if the Seahawks. We're just talking about how well Geno Smith has played and how many points and touchdowns he has scored. And but, Brock Birdie, yeah, like, exactly. All, all those two points. things, but. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just being pessimistic on this particular one, but, you know, it is, it's the biggest game of both of those quarterbacks' careers by far, to this point at least anyway. And I just think the way, like they played in week 15, as we know, and that game, San Francisco won 21-15. So it wasn't, you know, they didn't light the scoreboard on fire by any stretch of the imagination, that one. And, you know, Seattle are good. They look great as well when they get Kenneth Walker going, but San Francisco have the best run defense in the league. So I just think that the, there's a number of factors in this one which could point to the the under 42.5, not least of which, by the way, the last thing I'll say in this, not least of which, is the fact that Seattle have hit the under uh, four times in their last four games. So I think there's a... Yeah. There's and, a, you know, and yeah. if, you're, if you're taking the under, which I, I agree with John on what he said, if you're taking the under, nine and a half points is a lot of points in a 42-point game. Mm-hmm. True. You're basically, you're 25% there. 
Um, the uh, second game, which I will just uh, speak about, is the... I don't know why I introduced it like that. Sorry, I was, I was actually reading some more Geno Smith stats. I thought I might say. Is Jimmy G in, in trouble here? Or do you have a new favourite? <laughs> <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers take on the Jacksonville Jags at 1.16 in the morning, unfortunately, for us here. Uh, it is pretty much along with Cowboys books the closest game in terms of the betting three to four about the Chargers the Jags are 11 to 10 2.5 is the spread and it's 47.5 is the over under John uh, we mentioned numerous times during the season that the LA Chargers were everyone's dark horse for the uh, Super Bowl but this is this is where they could come one and done, couldn't it? Like this is going to be really tough. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough game, and and I think Mike mentioned at the top they've lost Mike Williams as well, which just is just seems to be how the Chargers' season has gone. They get somebody back, they get somebody in, player returns from injury, and then someone else falls off. So uh, it's it's going to be tricky for them, particularly as we've mentioned how um, the Jaguars are one of the form teams in the league. What is it? Five, we said five wins in a row, and they're at home. They've had an extra day to prepare for the game compared to, to Los Angeles. So there's a few factors that are making me look at the Jags in this one. But again, uh, I hate to be pessimistic one more time, but the, the over-under being 47.5 in this one sticks out a little bit to me because, again, it's a game with two good but inexperienced quarterbacks. And I think there's a high probability that at least one of them will struggle a little bit and that might contribute to the under somewhat. So I kind of think the Jaguars might win this one um, but I think the safer bet to be honest with you is the under 47.5 I think one of the things I was quite pleased about there John is you you said um, home field advantage for the Jaguars which means absolutely <laughs> nothing in my opinion because there'll only be like 20 fans there but anyway yeah. Mike I, I think one thing that's underrated is the Jags defense they, they've got a lot of good young players there um, Tyson Campbell has kind of gone under the under the radar, but he's been really good. Richard Jenkins, the ex Charger, is 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 there at safety. But you know the the rookie linebacker Lloyd is is good. Um, We're not even talking about the first pick in the draft as well. Yeah, and uh, so you know, I think I think that's that's I agree with John. Um, I think the under is probably a good a good call in this in this one, um, and I, I might take the Jags and the points. I mean, being home dogs in this in this situation is interesting to me the funny thing is how herbert and lawrence resemble each other in a lot of ways um they look nothing alike <laughs> not not physically um not or facially Thanks, um, but you know i think Lawrence that's lawrence's upside is, is to become the next is to become the next herbert there um and when herbert's got the weapons he's da- he's dangerous when he doesn't have the weapons he's still dangerous but you know again i is mike williams definitely out well, that's what I read yesterday, but I yeah. guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, the, the I mean, one thing is Bosa. Bad. Bosa to me is the is the wild card here because he's so good at in producing individual pressure, and Lawrence under pressure is is that's his that's his weakness. I mean, it's every quarterback's weakness yeah. to an extent, but but you can you can rush him into bad throws. I, I actually think Mike Williams might play. I'm just reading that he had a back spasm, um, which obviously they can give injections for. I'm not. You know, saying they should, but uh, um, I, yeah, I think Mike Williams might play. Uh, yeah, keep keep an eye on that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I think I think he will. I, I my my gut feeling is 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 he will. I mean, he he's going back to play. It's a playoff game. Like they yeah, can roll him his, out there. His first week go. back. I mean, his first week back, he was like 
kind of walking down the field, you know, um, and still making catches. That's that's the thing. Um, his speed is great, but he doesn't need that. He can do still play without the speed. And he's the he's the threat. Keenan Allen is going to catch ten passes on a, on a good day, but he's not going. He's probably not going to beat you on those ten. Mike Williams can beat you on three. Hasn't Austin Eckler caught like the most passes? Eckler's Eckler's been tre- he's been tremendous. <laughs> the gold team on his back. <laughs> yeah, I mean he 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 does when they, when they need when they need to be carried, he carries them. The one thing they don't really have is a is a power back to work inside, you know, inside yeah. in in goal line, and that's been a problem for them. That has yeah. The uh, okay, uh, the Miami Dolphins take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Ten to three about Miami. Two to nine the Bills. Nine point five is spread. Forty six point five is he over under? Look. Miami, like as much as Seattle snuck into the playoffs, Miami basically just like off their way and fell (laughs) over the line. At one stage, it could have been Pittsburgh we were talking about here, uh, which was insane that it could have been the Pittsburgh Steelers into the playoffs. Just Uh, that would have been a better game, to be honest. Would and Pittsburgh were my uh, best bet last week, uh, which Mike rubber stamped, which is this new thing. Like I rubber, I rubber stamped it. (laughs) <laughs> and and was right again, but at least my own my own bet paid off, uh, which was yeah. Miami, um, and minus one. And uh, much as I hated it, because I don't I hate seeing the Dolphins in the playoffs. You know, I would have preferred <laughs> New England or Pittsburgh. Um, just because yeah, I just yeah, but like big, big thing. Brian, what were the Dolphins last season under Brian Flores? The failure. Uh, they had a better record than they, they were nine and season. eight. And what were they this season under G- young genius Mike McDaniel? <laughs> nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, how do you see this one going in terms of we we've discussed that well, myself and John still kind of like the Bills. I, I like the Bills for the Super Bowl, obviously, mm-hmm. and Spurs yeah. for the Champions League, as we've discussed. Um, I, I don't, I don't, see, how, see, Miami I don't see doing how, much here. No, I don't see how you can. Uh, I, I assume Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back and start. I don't. You know, there, there's a lot of talk about Tua. Um, and if Tua was back, you might want to reconsider what what you do in this game. But I don't see I don't see him coming back this this season. Um, so te- I think Teddy starting. He, he's a con- he's competent, um, but he can't. You know, but I think see, I I actually think that Tua is still very overrated. Um, and and his performance this season, good as it is statistically, has has kind of been been overrated. I I can't see the Bills losing this game do they win by nine and a half or do they, if they get a lead, do they then take out Josh Allen, you know, to protect him or something? That's my, that would be my only worry betting, betting the bills, giving, giving that many points. John, it's hard to see two are playing. I've, I've read a number of pieces. I think uh, the, 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 the master in Miami has said he's not cleared for football activity as of yesterday, which makes me think he won't play. But then this is Miami who would lob someone in with a concussion. Yeah. I think there's a minutes after. So (laughs) there's a lot of focus on it at the moment though. So if if they were to play two and he went off in the first half after taking the nasty case, they would be, you know, the, organization to be looked down upon massively and you'd imagine them right you don't think they care i mean they're already in big trouble for how they've handled the whole situation so yeah but i I don't think they can they can invite this type of criticism so much if damar hamlin played for miami he'd be (laughs) for this week but i i think that there's a chance that again this is just from what i've read uh researching this but there's a decent chance that bridgewater might even be out for this game so if that's the case we'd be you're handing the keys to skyler thompson in the playoffs which you know, for an underperforming team, isn't really what you want to do against the you know, you know, potential Super Bowl favorites or, or at least <laughs> second favorites. Can, can I just make a comment? 
<laughs> what were the Jets doing? I don't know. Like... <laughs> against the Skylar Thompson-led, <laughs> you know, and, and 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 honestly, what was Miami doing? You know, I mean, I, I know they realized they probably couldn't run run much against the Jets, Steve, but what was the Jet? What were the Jets up to? You know, <laughs> even with Joe Flacco at court, why why wasn't Wilson playing? You know, why weren't you know? I, I don't yeah. get it. You know, I I think the Jets were engaged in kind of long-term political or you know they. Um, well, they made their they made their mind up on Zach Wilson. Do you think? Yeah, they're they're just done with okay. him. But yeah. John, where do you see it going? This is you know, give it to I'm me working, straight. I'm going to work off the assumption that Skylar Thompson is playing in this game. I think you know that we'll see what happens again to the listeners. This is Wednesday morning, so a lot of stuff can change between Wednesday and the weekend when the game is going to be played. But if you also look at the fact that these two teams, who was actually quarterback when they played a few weeks ago? I can't even remember. Was it Tua or was it Bridgewater? Either way, they combined for 61 points in, in that game. But since then, um, the Miami's defense has actually seemed to have stepped up a little bit. And they've only averaged 18 points conceded per game in their last three, which uh, is the sort of defensive form you want to bring into the playoffs, particularly when you're visiting the Bills, who are you know one of the top two offenses in the league, hands down. So... If it's if it's Skylar Thompson in there, or even if it's if, even if it's Bridgewater, to be honest with you, you'd imagine the Dolphins will have a bit of a run-heavy game in this. Uh, uh, I know you wonder if they'll be, you know, you know, chasing the points too much with the throws. That being said, the Bills could take a two-touchdown lead and, and force Miami's hand. But again, I'm I'm 44.5 is an interesting over/under in this one because I think it'll be a little bit under or a little bit over in that one, if you know what I'm trying to say. I think it's going to be very, very close to that actual score, but I'm leaning again, I hate to be pessimistic again, but I'm leaning under in this one, just based upon the Bills having a little bit of issues with quarterback and also their defense showing up in the last few games. Is it down to 44 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, it was 46 yesterday. Okay. Sorry, no, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, 46.5. It is oh, it was, 40, it was 40. Okay, I don't know where I got yeah. that from. Okay. Yeah, well, that's better for you. Go with the. Well, that's okay because yeah. I just I just realized I said I was talking about Buffalo at night. I, that was a hypothetical um, <laughs> when I, earlier in the show when I said they got yeah. Buffalo playing at night. That was if they would have Buffalo playing right. at night. You know, I, I forgot to to put that bit in. You know, well, well, obviously John managed to do that whole piece without mentioning the weather, which is fantastic for one. But, yeah, but don't it, get me it started, should, Kieran. It should be mentioned <laughs> that obviously Miami would. It's going to still be cold in Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely, and and the Dolphins don't don't kind of like that. I I I, I agree with with John. Again, I, I hesitate to I hesitate on this one because my big worry is, and this applies to the over under as well, that, that Buffalo take their foot off the pedal when they have a lead, and and they've got you know the specter of another of another playoff game coming up next week. You don't want to you don't want to shoot your wad. I don't know how they will deal with that, but. Um, you know, if if I don't know if if I had to, I'd I'd probably I'd probably go under on this as well. Okay. Um, We've agreed three games in a row, Mike. It's it's awful. It means <laughs> it's a guarantee we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> At half nine on Sunday, the New York Giants uh, in the playoffs again. Welcome uh, head to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, eleven to eight. Team of Giants, destiny, Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> six to ten. Dangerous team in the playoffs. Ask Tom Brady. Uh, three points is the spread. Forty-eight point five is the over/under. Now, it it shows how I think how far the Vikings have fallen down the pecking order. That it's a three-point spread for the Vikings. They're at home. In, you know, in a dome situation, you know, in the mid-evening in in Minnesota. Well, 
three points. Do you want to know why that is most likely, Kieran? It's because well, the, the Vikings obviously have a 13 and four record, but 11 of those 13 wins have been by one score. So uh, they, they're not the sort of team that just blows their opponents away. But what I will say, and I think I've made this point a couple of times in, the re- in recent weeks, I think we've all kind of unanimously agreed that this Vikings team have sort of overperformed given how, how good they are, or, you know, at least in comparison to the rest of the league. But when you win 13 games out of 17, there's some sort of knack there about knowing how to get something over the line. So I think that needs to be respected uh, when, you, when you consider the head Minnesota Vikings will approach the playoffs. Um, but having said all of that, I think New York with the points, uh, which was plus three, I believe, is, yep. how, is how I'm looking at this one at the moment. Um, you know, I, we don't have to convince Mike about how well Brian Dayball has done there down in, down in New York. He's been singing his praises for, for several weeks now, and, and, you know, rightfully so. Um, but I think, you know, it's, I don't know how long this Vikings team can, can get away with it. They're at home, which will help, obviously, but, you know, New York will be really, really fired up because they didn't expect, clearly didn't expect to be in the playoffs here, particularly with the first-year coach and, and some other issues that have gone on with that franchise for the last several seasons. But if the Vikings are to do something, you'd imagine it would be more through Dalvin Cook than would be trying to force-feed Justin Jefferson is kind of how I think the game would look. Um, but at the same time, I think New York plus three is, is how to look at this one so far anyway. Okay. It's Mike? interesting because everything you said about Minnesota is true. And, you know, and statistically, they're the worst they're the worst uh, 13 win team in NFL history, you know, in terms of yardage differential, points differential, yeah. whatever, with their appointment, uh, with their opponents. But the the opposite applies to the Giants have been the their whole game plan is to keep the game close, is to, is to you know, stay within striking distance of team, which which again would point to the Giants plus three being being a pretty good bet, um, at least for a push. You know, they lost by what six last last week. Um on another one score game. Let me just look and check. No, yeah, six. Um to to Philadelphia. Minnesota, Philadelphia, pretty, pretty typical or pretty similar in, in some ways in terms of how inefficient they are with their resources, or or at least last week's Philadelphia. So Philadelphia were 17 points. Favorites in that yeah. game, by the was way. It 17 it was 14 17. when we did the show. No, wow. 17 by yeah. kickoff. Yeah, by kickoff, everyone knew the Giants were putting out their B team, you know. <laughs> and so so I don't know. This this one, I would like I would like three and a half. <laughs> well, you can't get it. To, but I can't get it. I know. I but I, I'm I'm tempted to agree with John again. Um oh, come on, Mike. End, but in the end, no, but in the end, I'm gonna take the Vikings. Okay, good. You can we can't change yeah. each other. I mean, this. watch them take Jefferson out of the game and, and Thielen catch two touchdown passes yeah, and they maybe. win they win by four. Okay, Sunday night football is Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals five to two. About the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals three to ten. Uh, seven points to spread. Forty two point five is the over under. John, two teams you know quite well. Uh, yeah. Bengals are obviously third favorites for the AFC. Uh, they're coming in pretty hot. To be honest, they seem to have sorted some of the issues that they have earlier on in the season. The Ravens have had an interesting season. Uh, constantly seeming to have players injured for the last couple of years. If it's not their running backs, it's their quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. what, what, where do you see this one going? Well, yeah, the, the whole situation is it's coming down to Lamar Jackson once again. I think we've said this for the last 
three or four weeks when we've been talking about a Ravens game. It's, is Lamar Jackson going to play? It's because the, the coaching staff there, they haven't given any indication. If you remember, he's been in there now for- Did you see Harbaugh when someone asked him that question? Uh, he just said, I'm sick of talk, talking about it. I'm not going to talk about it. You know? Yeah, well, that, that's, that's, that's because when, like how long has he been out now? Four or five weeks, something like that? It's it's when when he Definitely. when he first picked up when he first picked up the injury, someone asked Harbaugh like, "What's the story with Lamar Jackson? How long is he going to be?" And the answer was some variation of, "You know, it's a day by day or it'll be a game time decision type thing." So they've been, you know, kicking it down the line without really explaining how serious it is or what he's dealing with or or how it's impacting his game. But it, it this will be the true test uh, as to whether or not Lamar Jackson is able to play an NFL football game at the moment because you know it's the playoffs and you know you're if you lose you're out obviously so if he's even at 75% you'd expect them to throw him out there and just sort of see what happens unless he's dealing with a more serious injury that we've been led to believe or if he's dealing with an injury that has the a high potential of, of re-injury so I, th- I think this is a very difficult game to sort of figure out until you know if Lamar Jackson is playing and if he is playing, to what extent he's able to play. So uh, with all of that said, I just think there's too many question marks about the Ravens. These teams know each other well. They played each other last week. Um, I think it's just going to be Cincinnati. There's, there's no way to do this. So I'm, I'm, I think there's a chance. Like I'm, I'm, this is another game I'm kind of, it's, it's almost a, it's a coin toss for me because I think the Bengals will win, but I'm wondering if the Ravens can keep it tight and keep it within the 6.5 points. And I'm kind of leaning towards them doing that. So I'd take Ravens with points, Bengals to win for now, at least anyway. Yeah, the, um, their games t- do tend to be close. And, and you, you got the feeling in a sense that they were playing pot, the Ravens were playing possum last week. Um, knowing that they'd probably be playing Cincinnati this, this week anyway. Um, but the only worry for me is Cincinnati's offensive line, see if Kappa is playing. It, it's weird that you have six games in the playoffs, and two of them you have no idea which of three quarterbacks is going to be starting <laughs> yeah. for, for, the, for a team. I mean, that's insane at this, at this stage of the season. Three, not, you know, not a choice between one or two, but a choice mm-hmm. of three. I, I think Huntley's probably hurt as well. Um, but they certainly weren't going to play him in the last couple of weeks because they wanted to get him back. So I I expect Huntley will play at quarterback for them this week. I don't expect to see Lamar. Um, I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes in terms contract of stuff contract stuff going on too. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's also weird that five of these six games, um, well, four of the six games, these teams played in December, you know, and, and a couple of them, you know, Baltimore and Cincinnati last week, but but the rest of them in week 15 or 16. So four of the six games are basically rematches of a sort. And Dallas and Tampa played in week one. We'll get to that. Um, so I, I agree with you. Um, I've got the spread at seven, Baltimore getting seven, um, which is bad, obviously a lot better than 6.5. Yeah. Um, and people might jump on jump on that because it probably will be a close game. But I'll I'll, I'll take Cincinnati anyway. Okay, uh, last game we're going to look at is uh, the Monday Night Football, which sees the Dallas Cowboys take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Four to six at Dallas Cowboys, six to five the books. Two point five is the spread. Forty two point five is the over under. Guys, what you know is, is America's team. <laughs> I'm laughing because you're just both looking at me as if I'm going to say something nice about Dallas. So I'm just going to stop talking. Um, <laughs> who's, who, who you got, John? Uh, who do I have? I think Dallas with the points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to see you later, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 kind of how I feel. Like, uh, I kind of have to some... invest in another mad crypto thing. 
<laughs> off to off to Vegas. Brady in Vegas. I need yeah, money. Exactly. Uh, I just I, I kind of hit these points a little bit earlier in the show, so I won't um, I won't stay on them too much. But again, yeah, Buccaneers got here by being the least worst team in the NFC South, and how the least worst team in the NFC South competes with the rest of the league, even within you know a kind of under par NFC itself. Uh, I think it'll show itself um, this weekend. They just don't have the offense, particularly like I mean. The passing game is fine, but like I said, the uh, the run game has been sort of non-existent this year. Um, the Cowboys have had issues stopping the run this year, which is the kind of glimmer of hope for the for the books to be able to kind of keep it close and keep it tight. But I just think everything in this game points to to America's team here in advancing mm-hmm, to the next mm-hmm, round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm going. I'll go with them uh, on the points, which I believe is was it two and a half? Is it still two and a half? Still two yeah. and a half, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh my god! <laughs> Did somebody just have a row about something? Like me and Mike had a call last night where we we're like, "Let's get yeah, this right." Let's get the joke. You know, <laughs> joke. Well, one of the things about the play, the I mean, you can't you, you can't pick for sure, obviously, but but one of the things about the playoffs is things become a little bit clearer. You know, you you're down you're down to just just six teams, and yeah. and and that's what. Um, Six games, and then that's what you're, you're no, looking at. Sorry, but there's no possible way that we're not going to see at least two shocks. That's the yeah, I, think, I was yeah. just thinking. I was just thinking that you're right. Like, here. Like, the, it always it always happens. Yeah, yeah. Like we've seen it time and time and time again that that these crazy things happen in the playoffs. So so like so okay. So you both. I'm, I'm just going to stop you both because you're both going for that. Having said that, having said that, last year in the wild card, I was six and zero. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> straight, but that's straight shots. but that's straight up um, okay where is we're gonna end, we get to best bets now we're gonna end the show where's the shock likely to come of those uh, six games well is the giants beating the vikings is that is that a shock yeah would be yes but yeah, well, it's not shock shock it's it's the underdog winning for sure yeah, yeah. i mean that's probably the one i'd go for yeah, okay jacksonville jacksonville would be the other one yeah that, yeah that jumps out Okay. Like what's okay. the just a quite a very I know you're end of the show in a second here, but what's the what's the best game on paper here? I don't think any of them really stand out to me as being like, oh, that's an outstanding game between two hugely informed teams. Well, a lot of teams coughed over the line, really. But yeah. if, if I was to pick one, <laughs> I'd say uh, Ravens, Bengals, or Cowboys, books promise the most points. I guess, yeah. Although the actual points difference are the. Giants Vikings is the, has the highest spread of points, um, likely forty eight point five. Yeah, but I think what, what this slate of games tells me is that it's when we get the, to the divisional round, it's teed up to have some some excellent teams in there. So depending upon how how this weekend goes, obviously, but that's well, this is the thing when you go to seventeen seven teams in in the play in the playoff, fourteen out of thirty two teams in the playoffs, you're you're gonna get some losers, you know? Bigger is better, Mike. I don't know if more is always better. This is America. Bigger and more is always better. <laughs> I'm gonna let you just have some moments to think about your best bets of the weekend. A reminder to everyone that Chatlam is fast approaching nine weeks yesterday uh to Chatlam. Chatlam only better is out today. Uh, if you're listening on Wednesday and if you're listening on Thursday, it's already out. So uh, we also have racing only better, uh, football only better, uh, weighed in on Monday and plenty of other shows to get your teeth into. Uh, a reminder, the Bet5, Get5 promotion will be running on uh, some of the, uh, one of the NFL games of the playoffs. Keep an eye on the Bet4 Sportsbook for that. If you want the terms and conditions, they are in. 
the uh, description of this podcast uh, as our description for all of the promos that Betfair are running on the Sportsbook and the Exchange. And there are lots to sink your teeth into as it is a really exciting part of the year. Horse racing heating up, Premier League heating up, Super Bowl on the way. It's uh, one of my favourite times of the year, despite it being cold and miserable. It's and freezing. <laughs> <laughs> if you want cold and miserable, you can come to one. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't turn, I didn't turn my heating on this morning. I'm just like sitting here shivering at the moment. I can't wait to go and turn it on. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Mike, you had a winner last week with your best bets, um, so as did I. Finally. Amazing. Um, so did I. We have to be able to do it three. Look, 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 look. I've flipped a coin in my head, and Mike is going first. Oh, that's okay. fine. But I'm, I'm just happy that all three of us won. Yeah, I'm going under in Minnesota, New York, under 48.5. Okay, um, John Buff. The Undertaker is back. I'm going to join Mike as the Undertaker. I'm going under in the Chargers Jags game, which is 47.5. Okay, I think. yeah, it is. Um, I stuff. I'm I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to go Tampa Bay plus two and a half. All right, okay. there we Scary. go. There I, we go. The danger man. I I think Dallas' season has slightly started to. Kieran's using reverse psychology here. He's so desperate. <laughs> yeah. He's so desperate for Dallas to win that he figures if he picks Tampa to win, Dallas will disappoint him in that sense. But but you know, I think they... everything is there for Tom Brady to to just mess up another kind of quarterback that's not used to yeah. kind of playoff stuff. And we saw from Prescott last year, like that, that was... game. That... Dak was bad last week. <laughs> Dak was bad. Dallas I mean, was bad last week. Yeah, I mean, he had that the, the two-play sequence where he threw the ball to Kyle Fuller and Fuller dropped it. So he said, okay, I'll give you another one. <laughs> and, and Fuller took it in for a pick six. I mean, I couldn't – I can't we, – we talked – I talked about this with Nat on Monday. Um, uh, personally, because obviously we don't advertise other podcasts on this show. <laughs> whatever. But, you know, I mean, what what was going wrong there? What's going wrong with, with, with Dallas? And and I think it's more a question of sort of timing than anything else. It's just Pete, they don't look like everybody's on the same page, you know. And when you have a team that has, you know, that give, gives more of the carries to the lesser of the two running backs, it's also a, a kind of difficult situation. But um I don't know. Maybe Kellen Moore will get a head coaching offer, and then we'll see someone else come in in Dallas. Dallas's offense will explode. We'll find out. We will find out. But yeah, there there are definitely signs of worry. And and Prescott still strikes me as someone that when they go a couple of scores down, he's kind of winging it a little bit. And we saw that in the game that they won over Christmas. Who are they playing at Christmas? Who they just got over the line in on Christmas Eve? That's gone. but we saw some certainly some, some interesting plays that day as well. Oh, the Eagles. They played the Eagles in that game. Um I just worry about Oh yeah, with with um with uh Gardner Minshew. Yeah, and it was the takeaways that won it for Dallas. They still have an amazing defense, like but again, that slowed down a little bit also. So I'm gonna go somebody needs to add a little bit of Susan of zest to this podcast because the two of you were boring old farts. I know, isn't it true? <laughs> yeah. Listen. Yeah, the That's best it. thing Dallas could do would be for Dak to go out on a date with Giselle the night before the game. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, that's—I think she might have something to say about that. 
And that is it for us for uh, uh, this season of NFL only better. This season, this episode of NFL only better. We still have four episodes to go. Thankfully, I keep doing that. I keep, I keep canceling the show mid-season. Yeah, it's just, it's just the playoffs. Forget and it. We're out. Thanks for listening. We're just regular season guys. We'll tell you who won the Super Bowl next September. We don't even watch the playoffs. It's just all about that regular season, baby. Uh, thank you so much for listening. A reminder: please do gamble responsibly. We'll be back next week as the race to the Super Bowl really hots up, and hopefully. A goddamn argument or two. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>